Hello, welcome back to the Future of Hockey Show. I'm Tyler Raines, along with my co-host Cameron Capobianco, and today we have a lot of hockey to break down for you. Team Canada has started off their World Junior Championships 2-0, and we're going to talk about both the games against Germany and Slovakia, and then we're going to preview tonight's game against Switzerland. So, Cameron, what in the heck happened in that game against Germany, man? 16-2 win. Uh, Dylan Cousins had six points, three goals, three assists. Walk us through that, man. Well, like you said, Dylan Cousins was a star, I'm pretty sure, of the game. And us as fans, I'm pretty sure we were expecting maybe a little bit of a closer game. We all like those little close action games and even a two-goal difference in that stuff. But this was an absolute demolish. We were all just like, wow, again and again and again and again and again. Now, the one thing I want to talk about before we you know who scored and everything it'd be too much to go through all the goal scores and that stuff as there were nine different canadian players who scored and i'm I'm pretty sure like uh, 18 out of 20 players got a point that night (laughs) well let's remember one thing germany was without nine players still due to positive testings of COVID 19 so they didn't have a full roster and they didn't have their exactly and tiffany wasn't their starting goalie either they lost their starter because he tested positive. So they got their starter back finally. Yeah. And they well, won last night, by the way. Oh, they did? Yeah. They ended up winning in overtime against uh, Austria, I think. I believe it. No, against, it was against, uh, was it Slovakia? Yeah, they ended up winning Slovakia in overtime. Yeah. they. Well, yeah, like you said, overtime, they beat Slovakia. Now, the one thing I want to get into is one goal that really maybe shouldn't have counted. And this is one thing that I want to oh, yeah. talk about is the fact that there were three Canadian players drifting over, covering one man, leaving Paterka open to score. Actually, Bowen Byram. We'll call it, it should have been Bowen Byram's goal, but, you know, he's on the opposing team and that stuff. He tipped it. I think he got a – th- yeah, a lot of people were saying I think he got a little piece of it. I didn't see that. I just saw Paterka just wire it, but that's just uh, me. He got a, if you watch the replay, it was um, when he sh- when Paterka shot the pocket, it hit uh, Byron's stick, which was tipped uh, over up there. So, so of course, that, um, that was unfortunate. And you want to hear the funny thing? Do you know something funny about this? Team Canada finished with more shots than they did goals. Yeah, exactly. More goals than Germany had shots. Like, not just even more. It was more than the goals combined. And probably if you put Germany's shots in, it's probably still more than what they had. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And and, and um, they had so many good chances in that game. I mean, look, I there was a point in this game where I felt bad for Germany. Because I was just like, man, you're undermanned. You don't have your starting goalie. Tim Stutzel decked Bowen Byron because he was so pissed. You know <laughs> he, what? Like, he came over to the bench and just friggin' blasted him to the moon. And then the sticks fell over. Absolutely. He was just like, <laughs> he flipped him. That's what a captain should do, man. He He's trying yeah, to get like, his team back into it. He just flipped him over. He hit him over the boards, flipped him over, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, and it's it's sad. It didn't give him that much more momentum, but I mean, it it somewhat gave him a little bit of a boost. But before we get into the next game, you know, I'm pretty sure some fans were just wondering: would overconfidence be, you know, something that happened after this opening game on Boxing Day? Because the World Juniors open for the first time, I'm pretty sure, in a long time, or even the first time in the history of the tournament, they opened on Christmas Day. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if overconfidence was a, was a Canadian's weakness. I mean, you think about it. You're going into the game. You know that Germany's undermanned. You know that you're going to play them. And, you know, you're just you're keeping on that trail of, oh, we're going to beat them no matter what, so no need to worry. Overconfidence will be your weakness. Andre Tournier told them that. They've been telling themselves that. They've, I think they found that out the hard way when they played against Slovakia. And we're going to go into that game in a second. But I think that one of the, one of the things is, um, you know, they really just, they didn't do enough when it came to that game against Slovakia. They just, they came out flat footed. They just weren't playing as well as they did in the Germany game. And that's just, they're, cause I was at work. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. But I heard that it wasn't compared to the Germany game where it was an absolute bloodbath. It was close. Yeah. But apparently it wasn't like the game, a close game that everybody was probably expecting it to be. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into that in a second, but there's one more thing that I want to talk about in the Germany game. And I, I just, it's, it's controversial. TSN and the IIHF, their game clocks are not synced up. So everybody thought that it hit zero time before the goal was scored. I don't know, man. No, you're absolutely right on that. I'm on the side of, I'm on the side of look that looked like a goal, but I don't know if it, if, if it was TSN's clock, it wouldn't have counted. But the funny thing was, and I've known this from being a broadcaster for myself at Kojiko, the clocks are never going to – you have to hit perfection to know that the clocks are going to be synced. Oh, yeah. The clocks are never going to be good. And I've done the clock before for OJHL games. I can't even hit it. Sometimes I'm off by like three seconds. Sometimes I'm off by one second. Sometimes I'm off by ten seconds. It doesn't – match ups like if you're out by a lot you turn the clock off you let it run down if you're ahead it or you run behind you just turn it off and let it catch up to the clock ahead of you you yeah. have time to switch the clock but i'm on the side of the i the um, the goal standing because yeah, I, I agree because like because the goal horn went off or not the goal horn the period of horn went off the second after the puck crossed the line Exactly. You have to think about it like that, right? Because, and I'm, and again, I'm on the side of the, the goal counted because I know a lot of people thought that, oh, no, because the clock hits zero. It doesn't count, dimwit. No, no, that counts. And the reason why is because, again, the clocks aren't synced up. And there was two seconds left on, on uh, the game clock compared to TSN. And they're going to have to, that's something they're going to have to fix. I mean, that's, that's not really something you can control, but it's just the amount of like the delay factor in it. It's, it's a goal, man. It's like, there's no mistaking that the horn sounded after the puck crossed the line. And it was like a split second after. So I think that that was a good goal. There's something I want to ask before we get into the next, the next game, which was, yeah. which was a Slovakia game. Slovakia, I should say. I said, I don't even know what I said, which was I think, <laughs> Slovakia. Slovakia. Was this the highest scoring game in Canada history? Because I've heard them say uh, they scored 18 in a game before. Second second highest scoring. The highest scoring game was an 18 to 18 nothing victory, I think. 18 nothing uh, game. I don't know for sure. I'm going to have to double check that. I know it was 18. Canada scored 18 goals. I, know, I don't know how long ago that was. I know one year, 2018. And I think you know this. The game against Denmark. That was the fourteen nothing game. Yeah. That was the fourteen nothing game. That, that was this probably the second highest scoring game. But you're gonna love this because <laughs> who made it the second highest scoring game in in uh, Canada's history at the World Juniors? 
you're gonna love the name, Tyler, and I think you know who I'm gonna go, who I'm gonna say. And I'm Owen pretty sure, not Owen Tippett. <laughs> you're gonna love it, and I'm pretty sure Alex is gonna love it too. Our other co-host here at Pro Shot, who I do home play with, check us out soon. We're gonna have a little rant actually about maybe the Padre trades that happened a couple day, a uh, couple nights ago, maybe. When we're pro shot home plate, it's going to be shot home plate. Exactly. But Tyler, <laughs> let's sticking on topic. He's a former steelhead and he used, and he played his first game. If I'm not mistaken, came in this past year's playoffs with the Dallas stars, Thomas Harley, a man by the name of Thomas Harley made it. I believe scored the 15th goal for team Canada. Yep. That, that made was it, it yeah. the second highest scoring game. And that was a beautiful goal. I, I got to say, like, look, a lot of people don't give him credit where it's due. He's a great shooter. He's a great skater. Like, the, the whole game, he didn't make one mistake while he was skating. Absolutely. It's not. almost like, it's almost like, uh, it's, you know, when you're, when you're making your toast in the morning and you're cutting through butter with a knife, it's nice and smooth. That's basically Thomas Harley skating. It's, it's like skating it's on so butter. It's so smooth. I even watched it in the playoffs when he was playing with the Dallas Stars. Oh, yeah. So nice. So, he's so controlling with his skills and that stuff. He's very well balanced. He's an amazing skater and everything. He's even an amazing puck handler. Everything. I, I obviously, you know it better because you've been a collective reporter for the Steelheads for a while now. So you got to see him play uh, maybe a couple times, oh, probably a whole bunch of times, I should say. You know, you probably know it best about Thomas Harley and you knew. I want to ask you something. We're going to do a little bit of a little question for you, Mr. Tyler Raines. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Question for you about Thomas Harley. I think, in my opinion, this was a great pickup for Dallas to have this man on their team. Oh, without a doubt. I think he's going to be one of the one of the biggest steals of the draft. And I'm not just saying that to be biased. I mean, this is absolutely no bias. He showed signs of being a top four defenseman in the, in the National Hockey League from the second that he got drafted by Dallas. And that's like even before then in his draft year. He showed signs of excellence. I was talking to James Richmond, the head coach of the Steelheads last year, and he was telling me how that's it's a guarantee that he's going to be a top 10 guy. Guaranteed. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Just the way that he plays, he's a terrific offensive defenseman, one of the best in the OHL, if not the best in the OHL. Absolutely. So, like, it's it's just the breakout passes. It's everything from, the, from his breakout passes to his skating, the lethal wrist shot that he takes from the blue line. You have no chance of blocking that. Like, he's just he's he's got all the right tools on offense. And on the defensive side, he's not bad either. Definitely. He's definitely going to be one of the top steals in the draft. Absolutely. Let's jump ahead of game now. We saw them play Boxing Day. I didn't get the chance to see this. But the day after, December 27th, that Sunday, they had another game against Slovakia. A lot, a lot different than the Germany game that was played. Wasn't high scoring. Probably couldn't break another record. Let's go through that. Yeah, I mean, it, just starting off the game, it wasn't like the, they came out flat-footed. They just weren't looking that impressive. I mean, you can tell the momentum just wasn't there from the, the night before. Um, I don't know what was happening there, but they were just not, in my opinion, they just didn't seem motivated to play. Well, let's remember, they didn't really have a day off or anything to regroup. They had like maybe a couple hours off, like between games. I mean, I know they slept in probably and they still sleep and had a good breakfast and everything for this game, but they didn't really have a lot of time to relax and get ready a full day's rest to get ready for this game. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think the rest plays a big factor in that, but I mean, it's more so like they just, that will to will to compete. I know that like a lot, some of the players look tired, but others just like, they look like they didn't want to be there. And I mean, that happens sometimes if you're, if you're playing again, oh yeah, that was an easy win. Uh, we're not expecting to play a big game today, but you need to because you're in the tournament now. You're not in the round robin anymore. You know, yeah. you're, you're going into, you're going into, big games that are going to start counting. Like, I think they're playing Finland after this, if I'm not mistaken. We will after, after after Switzerland, I think they're playing Finland. We will check that after, but before yeah. we get into anything, because we, we have Switzerland first, before we get into, before we get into the Finland game, we got Switzerland first, but first, before that Switzerland game, plays yeah. so many times, we got Slovakia to talk yeah. about. 3-1. It's and it's like, and this is one of those games that's that's going to count, right? Like you're going to need to, you're definitely going to need to uh, to be rested for that and be ready for it. Because I mean, when you go up against teams like Finland and Switzerland, well, not so much Switzerland, but if you go up like if you go up against teams like Slovakia, Switzerland, eventually, if you make it to the gold medal, you're gonna you're probably either going to play the U.S., Sweden, or Russia. You're definitely going to want to be rested for those because if you're not and you're not motivated and not willing to play, you're not going to win gold. That's just first that like you're you're going to lose that that title on home ice. We've seen it happen before. Oh, yeah. We've seen Canada win. We've seen them lose in the gold medal game. Hell, we've even seen them probably not qualify for the gold medal at all. 2017. 2017. 2011, 2012, I believe, against the Russians. We were up up big against them in the first two periods. Can't remember what year exactly it was. I'm pretty sure it was 2011. Don't quote me on it. I, I really don't know. I don't know probably for certain. But it was. We were up 3 nothing against the Russian. And the next thing you know, they start flying back and everything, flying back. Flying oh yeah! Three at the end of the game, can't, Russia wins gold, Canada takes silver. Exactly. Like it was, it was pretty tough. And I mean, just this game specifically was painful to watch. And just in the sense of like they just kept making mistakes over and over and over again. And they just they kept letting themselves be outmanned. First goal of the game came from Jordan Spence. First time slotting into the lineup since Braden Schneider got suspended, so he's going to be back uh, tonight. Um. Yeah, Braden Schneider is going to be back tonight against uh, Switzerland because it was a one-game suspension for that check to the head, which, by the way, we didn't talk about. It was pretty brutal. If you want to take a look at it, we'll link it below. Um, it was it, That goal was okay. I mean, it was kind of a fluke. It was another – and th- that was a common theme that we saw in the last game with Germany is the goalies misplaying the puck. That's basically what happened on the Jordan Spence goal. It was misplayed by, uh, by Sam Plavi, and as a result, Jordan Spence got it right out in front and scored it. That was it for the first period. That was it for the second period. No goals no until goals the third period. period. And then he had opening it up right off the bat. 1625, uh, you had Philip Tomasino yep. score, score actually later in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he got his uh, yeah third goal of the tournament. So that's, uh, I think, five points in two games for Tomasino. That's ridiculous. And then Dylan Cousins was just assisted by Dylan Cousins, of course. Wide open. That was a wide open pass right for Dylan Cousins, and he went right to Tomasino. Like, that was probably one of the nicest goals that I've seen so far. Um, and, of course, then, then the Slovaks got one back. Martin Kromiak just played the puck. They weren't – again, Canada got flat-footed. They got caught flat-footed in their own end. They just didn't let their – they let their foot up off the gas. And Kromiak came in and just rifled it. And then, of course – barely able to get the empty net or Jack Quinn just shoots it down the ice and puts it in the empty net. It's three, one. That was one of the ugliest wins I think I've ever seen, but you know, the, the important thing is they got the win. Now let's talk. Let's get ready for tonight. Switzerland, Canada, 6 PM or five 30, whatever time it is, because the score is telling me six o'clock. Meanwhile, other people are telling me it's five 30 or five o'clock. Six, 
6 p.m. Eastern time, and I think it's uh, what that's that's like 3:30 Pacific time. It's a high pressure Pacific time is three hours behind. Yeah, so it should be like 3:30 uh, their time. There we go. So, so uh, just giving you a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, matchup here. So the goal leaders, Dylan Cousins, three goals compared to uh, <laughs> Biasca on their team, who has got one goal in the tournament. Switzerland has not been faring very well. I'm <laughs> not uh, not going to deny that. Finland, I'm pretty the one goal came against the Finns. Yeah, they uh yeah, I think they they lost to Finland. Yep, they lost 4-1 to Finland on uh, uh the 27th as well. Yep. And so far Canada's on a four-game win streak, just to let you know. Oh, we're including- so the, Yeah, including so last year's last year's uh gold medal game, the pre-tournament game, and then the two games that were on. Games that just happened, I get you. Yep, so we're 4-0 oh so far and then Switzerland is 2-2. Two and two. So that's tonight's game. Uh, let's take a look at the roster, shall we? Let's go for it, boss. Okay. And well, of course, why don't we uh, why don't we walk through Canada's roster first? Who do you Actually, expect to be in the lineup? Before we get into the rosters, we got to talk about something that happened. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. This past weekend, something that the hockey world was taken by was the most. I believe it was Sunday as well. Czech Republic. Shut out the Russians to nothing. I was so shocked at that. Like, I just, I don't get how, like, how? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of upsets, but I mean, Russia? Russia? What? Hey, man, like I said, I always say this all the time. And you've probably heard me say this a lot. COVID has brought some weird things to sports. Yeah, hi. Well, this is truly the year of 2020 if Russia's getting beat by, by uh, the Czech, Czech Republic. Republic. You saw I mean, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, the Czech Republic's a good team, but you wouldn't expect them to be a powerhouse team like Russia. Like, holy, man. Exactly. Absolutely. But let's get into it's now. Tough. It's tough. It, yeah, it is. But COVID brought the weird things. And Russia's probably one of the heavy favorites to probably take this with up there with Canada, up there with Sweden, up there probably with Finland as well. Exactly. Like we were mentioning earlier, these are four heavy favorites that would that we everyone expects to win. Yeah. Exactly. And now uh, looking at, let's start off with the goaltenders. So for Canada, I'm expecting it's either going to be uh, Taylor Gauthier or Devin Levi. I don't think that uh, Dylan Gert. I don't think that Dylan Garand's going to get the start tonight. He uh, might, Garand. but <laughs> I, I said Garand. <laughs> either way, it's either way you pronounce it. Uh, I, I think it's most likely going to be uh, Taylor Gauthier or, or Devin Levi starting against Noah Patton. I think Patton has been one of their better goalies in the tournament. Uh, St. John Sea Dogs current goaltender, and he's been doing very well in the queue this year, depending on the way you look at it. Stats-wise, he's been doing very good. His team, not so much. But either way, he's been doing pretty good in the tournament. So I would expect those guys to be matching up against each other. Um, And then looking at the defense, Giancarlo Chanton, Noah Delamont, uh, Noah Noah Meyer. There are so many players on Switzerland's roster that you got to watch out for. But, I mean, those guys, again – when stacking up against guys like Thomas Harley, Bowen Byram, Jamie Drysdale, it's going to be very tough to kind of set the tone for Switzerland early unless they catch Canada off guard. Which and don't forget what about one of the biggest, probably one of the tallest forwards in the game that's playing that got drafted this year second overall by um, in the LA Kings, Quinton Byfield. Quinton Byfield, yeah, has been he, he can play physical hockey. Last year we saw him; we, he was quiet last year in this World Junior Tournament, but I would expect him to maybe hop out of that and get. He was quiet again in Game One. He's going to hop out of this. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that comes with that comes with uh, just playing the game, though. I think that the more you move him up, and I don't know what Tournier is thinking, I don't know what uh, what his line combinations are or anything like that, but I think that if you put him on the 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 uh, first or second line, he's definitely going to start making some noise because it's going to motivate him. I think it has been motivating him being on the third line, but you know, um, it's it's just going to be a, a big motivating factor for him if he gets more ice time as it would normally. Absolutely. You know. It's, that's just the way it goes. Now, looking at uh, let's look at some of the forwards for Switzerland. You're, you got Lorenzo Cananica, Simon Nack, Ray Fust, Gaetan Jobin. Just all of those guys there compared to Canada, who's got Connor McMichael, Cole Perfetti, Cole Perfetti, Quinn Byfield. Byfield. Yep, D- Dylan Cousins, Dawson Mercer, Philip Dawson Mercer. Newfoundland dominated the game in that Germany game. Newhook and Dawson Mercer, who are lighting it up. And, and well, and then you got Whitehorse, which is Dylan Cousins. That's I, I still find it pretty cool that the UConn's producing an NHL player now. It's kind of cool. Hey, man. It's pretty awesome. I mean, the North, everyone can produce hot. You know what? To be honest, I would say a lot of here in Canada can produce a lot of good NHL talents. Um, you know, exactly. There's a lot that I probably could see just being brought up from the North in Nunavut in uh, yellow, yellow knife, the Northwest territories, Yukon, whatever, uh, British Columbia, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta here in Ontario and out East and Quebec in there. Exactly. And I mean, and, and speaking of that, speaking of NHL talent, so we have, well, Canada has got 20 first round picks on this roster. Right. So you've seen a lot of a lot of NHL talent that's been produced by both teams over the years. The three that come to mind when I think of Switzerland are Roman Yossi, Nico Hischer, and uh, Nino Niederreiter. So those three have all played in the World Juniors, and then compared to Canada, who's had a rich history of draftees, uh, we I mean, yeah, a couple first round, the first overall picks in the in the draft on that team. Oh yeah, like it's, it was Crosby. pretty awesome. You even look at the Olympic roster, Sidney Crosby. Who played in the World Juniors? Mark Andre Fleury. All these guys started in the World Juniors before making it up to the Olympic roster. Yeah, and see, the thing I like about Switzerland is the fact that they they want to win, obviously, right? But they don't care if they win or lose. They're there to have fun, right? They're there to they're there to represent their country, and that's what the, just what they did. It's always fun to watch the games against Switzerland because it's just like, well, they have a they have a pretty cool ritual pregame ritual that they do, and I'll let you I'll let you see that before the game, but. It's it's pretty awesome just to watch these two teams play because they've had such a history of going back and forth, and it's just an amazing amazing thing to watch countries who you know you wouldn't expect to play hockey um, to play like Austria. You wouldn't expect them to play hockey, right? They've been playing. They haven't necessarily been doing the the most amazing, but it's it's still pretty awesome to to watch. Well, Austria did produce another first round uh, pick in this past draft. As Marco well. Rossi. Marco Rossi. Exactly. So, and then you got like Switzerland who. I mean, you could have made the argument that yes, they're a hockey country, but yes, they're but no, they're not. I think that personally, they one of the things they thrive on is hockey, and they're very good at it at, at uh, especially at the U eighteen level when they're more competitive that way as well. Now, when it comes to going up against a powerhouse team like Canada, I wouldn't count them out. I wouldn't count Switzerland out Switzerland at all. Puts up, can put up a battle. I honestly, yeah. I I never get surprised when we play Switzerland or when any any other team plays Switzerland because you know what I would say right now. They could pull an upset. They We've are, had some close games against them, that's for sure. I'm pretty sure even the U.S. has had close games against them. Like, nobody has ever blown out Switzerland. 
they play to have fun, like you said, but they play with a competitive way too. And exactly. And they can, I could see them maybe with the guys they have, like producing Marco Rossi there, they could be a gold medal contender. Like they could have been gold. I'm just saying, I, I, not this year, maybe. I'm not trying to, I mean, I'm not trying to predict that they won't win gold. You never know, they could win bronze for God's sake. They could be in the top three this year. Yeah. I mean, and you never know, right? I think that guys like guys like like the players that we mentioned, Niederreiter and Yossi and Heischer, they're all they're inspiring players to start coming onto the roster. And I think eventually, I'd say give it like five years, they will definitely be a t- they'll be one of the top teams. I don't know for sure if that's going to be the case, but I mean, if there's guys like that that are coming onto the roster, and I mean, and Switzerland, keep in mind, they have the the uh, national league. The Swiss, the Swiss National League, which guys like Riley Brace are playing in, former Mississauga St. Michael's major and Steelhead. Um, you know, they have their own league, and they have a lot of homegrown players that are playing in that league that, you know, are between the ages of 17 to 25, I think, at least. And I think that just given that, I think there's going to be a lot more players that are going to want to play in the World Junior Tournament, and they will be more competitive as they go. But for right now, I think tonight's going to be an interesting game. Final score, I think it's going to be, that being said, I think it's going to be 4 nothing Canada. Nice and, nice and smooth. I don't think it's going to be. I'm going to give Switzerland maybe two goals, maybe make, maybe a three goal. I'm going to go 5-2 on mine, my prediction. I, all right, yeah, five two. Okay, so I I say four nothing only because I think that Canada's gonna they're gonna take the lead early and I think they're gonna do a good job at shutting Switzerland's I offense down. See that, I can see it happening too, but I you know what? I could also see Switzerland like we were mentioning. They can be top contenders. Oh yeah, they can produce players, and they can produce players. They have good players right now and everything. I see them getting a couple goals in, but I still see Canada coming out on top of maybe a three goal difference. I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And I think that's going to be a really entertaining game tonight for sure. Absolutely. Before we move on, I got two things to ask you. Yes. The first one, do you see overconfidence coming in? Now, I'm going to give you an example quickly before we go on. And I'm not trying to compare sports here. But you saw Canada go up 16-2. They won their first two games, but the first one was, was uh, 16-2. Could that overconfidence get into their head? Let's maybe see. I'm saying probably not because it can't be as bad as this. You probably think where I'm going to go with it. You probably think you know where I'm going to go with this. But it's not in the world of hockey. It's in the world of football. And I'm going to put things back to Super Bowl 51. Oh, yeah. At halftime, the Atlanta Falcons were up 28-3. to I'm pretty sure they were so overconfident that they just blew that lead and gave up 34 and gave up, I want to say, 31 points. And lost thirty four to twenty eight. Yep, I was watching that game, and that's you know big Patriots fan. So, anyways, but uh, yeah, I mean overconfidence it could come in, but I think that they've done a good job over the last I well in practice anyway. Tournier has been doing a good job at like suppressing that, just like okay, don't get overconfident. You're doing what you do. Here's the expectation: meet that or get benched. That's the way he is. That's it. he's a tough coach, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, you know. He gets him ready for the NHL level. Which, exactly. Which is going to start probably, I want to say now, with the two-week lockdown and everything with this Canadian division, it's going to push maybe a little longer. Because. I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be over. I think that the junior tournament is going to be over New Year's Day. I think that's for sure. Yeah. It's like, I'd, I'd say like two more games and then, and then it's uh, the semifinals. And then at the very latest, it's going to be January 2nd when, when, uh, when it ends. Yeah. But. With that being said, I think it's going to be a really tough game. Uh, it's going to be an, a tough couple of games for Canada if they can't get their, their minds sorted out, if they can't get past their egos. Look, I'm no stranger to this. I've seen this happen before. 2018, 
when they lost to Finland. The broken stick. The broken stick. They got too overconfident. They thought, ah, you know, we're going to beat the Finns. It's no big deal. And then they ended up losing. And I believe Finland ended up winning the gold medal that year. It was a Sweden. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was Finland and Sweden, the Battle of Scandinavia. I believe it was, yes. I believe it was the Sweden and Finland. I could be wrong yeah. again. But you but, got you gotta keep that confidence to a minimum in that stuff. Yeah, but, the bottom line is if you if you're overconfident, you won't win games. And I thought that that was they just they were lucky that they won against Slovakia the other night. So I, I mean if they're if they're coming out tonight like oh yeah, we're gonna shit can them, no problem. It's not gonna happen. No it's it's not gonna happen. I'm going to make another prediction. Okay, go ahead. And I don't know, maybe you can make this prediction too. I'm saying at least one player gets stuck in the Edmonton locker room door. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that video. Yeah, the, the <laughs> last game where Peyton Krebs had to use his Superman strength to pry the doors open. <laughs> I'm saying one player gets stuck in that door. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hey, maybe they put some WD-40 on it so that it won't get stuck. But Hey, maybe they'll make that their new pregame ritual whenever they play in Edmonton. <laughs> the doors open. Someone close the doors. We're going to break the doors down. Exactly. <laughs> now, before, now, let's talk maybe about greatest rivals. You saw the bar down. I hope you saw the bar down episode, one of the debates where Julia and Corwin were going at it about who was Canada's greatest rival in this World Junior Tournament. This one, yeah. Um, oh, man. Obviously, I, one person said the States, and one person said Russia. I don't know. You know, I'm, I've am i always been like a Canada-US type of guy. I'd say that it's still the States because we're geographically close. It's always going to be that geographical rivalry. But if we're talking like main hockey rivalries from around the world, it's, it's got to be Russia. I'm saying Russia in general. It's an I'm intense. Tell you why. The history goes back a long time. Oh yeah, the Canada Russia series, 1972. The, Can- the Summit Series, the Can- the Canada Cup, World Juniors. Yep, and don't forget the CHL every year does their subway series. Well, it used to be the Super Subway Series against Russia. It's Team Russia versus the CHL All Stars. Yeah, remember it used to be the WHL plays Russia, then the OHL plays Russia, then the Q plays Russia. Yep. You look at this rivalry that they have that they generated with Russia. But the most famous one that just maybe put this on the map as Canada's greatest rival, 1987. Ah. The punch-up in Piastani, told by Brendan Shanahan himself, Maple Leafs president. The lights went out. They turned the lights off to make sure these guys calm down. Excuse me. Also, before we go on any further... Who the hell turns lights off to say, hey, this will probably tone him down? Well, I mean, think about it. If the refs weren't doing anything, how are you going to calm them down, right? Okay, we're going to turn the lights I'm off. <laughs> the light, when the lights were turned off, you watched the video footage, they turned the lights off. I'm pretty sure they were still brawling. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. I mean, you can't calm them down by turning the lights off, but I mean, at the same time, if you need to get something done, you've got to do it. you got to you got to do something. And see, like that's I think that biggest rivals wise, I think yeah, Russia is probably Canada's biggest rival in the sense of like you look at the historical battles they've been through. The nineteen seventy two series, they did the Super Subway series in the CHL, nineteen eighty seven, the gold medal games in the Olympics. There were so many times where Canada just came out ahead on top of Russia, or Russia beat Canada uh, on some occasions, and it was just it was tough to tough to say that the U.S. can top that. I mean, it's it's not true. You but- just. Like there have been a lot of great games between the the Canadians and the Americans, but I mean, there's there's no way that you can tell me that Russia isn't uh, isn't our top rival. You know what? 
I'm, if they, if fans are, when fans are allowed back into attendance for games at World Juniors, NHL, OHL, even the OJHL, any type of sport, I know football, they actually in Europe, I'm pretty sure they, they brought a small amount of fans back for fo- soccer there. Um, yeah, high capacity, yep. Yep. And even wrestling brought a couple fans back. Well, AEW did. Um, WWE has the Zoom, uh, Zoom Titantrons of their fans are like all around the, um, uh, what's it called there? Used to be the Thunderdome, but instead, nope, they moved. <laughs> Used to be the Thunderdome. I'm pretty well, sure they're playing at uh, the low catwalk of uh, t- the Tampa Bay Rays home field. I just can't remember the name. Maybe uh, maybe we're going to have to start a wrestling show then. Tropicana. That, I just thought Tropicana about Field, yeah. Tropicana Field. Tropicana That's Field. What I just remembered. That's how I remembered it. I was like, I, it was going to do with juice. Juice, yes. It's it's the <laughs> all the juice field. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have yeah. made, and I'm like, who the hell? Is Either way, Tropicana. And, exactly, and a big and listen it's just like you said. It was like you were saying a big part of the rivalry is the fans, right? I mean, I think it's it's more so that the fans have a, a huge influence on how Canada versus Russia goes, right? Because they're always cheering against. Oh, you got I, and I've seen this happen. We saw this last year. Half the stadium was Canada, the other half was Russia. They were. I've never seen it like a fan base more divided and just so passionate. Russia. I, I will hand this to Russia. They may not have done it in the World Juniors, or they may not have done it in the actual Olympics, but they are competitive to hell. They are a competitive country. Given the fact that they, you know, they're not allowed to compete under their flag in 2022 for the Olympics, um, it it'll be a little bit tough. But I feel like in the end, Russia is still one of the most competitive nations. Canada, Russia, the U.S. Those are the top three competitive nations in the world. I'm hoping, honestly, I'm hoping to see maybe when like when fans come back. I was trying to get, but I was trying to get to the point. I was like, what was I trying to say when I got off topic about talking about Tropicana Field? <laughs> you need some juice, man. Drink I need some juice. juice. Hey, I'll get some Tropicana right now. <laughs> um, no, but what I was trying to get to is you saw. I believe it was 2018. The um, Canada U.S. They played the outdoors game, like the Winter Classic. I'm yeah, twenty twenty seven to. Oh man, that was a that was painful. But it was a good game, man. It was a good feeling to have the kids play outside. Oh yeah, because I mean, they've, I, a lot of them have never experienced that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you play games in Pee Wee, right, or in in different tournaments. Well, you play ODR with your buddies on the ice. Oh yeah, you have to play a competitive thing for your country on the ice at outside in front of mil- probably thousands of fans. Exactly. And I mean, the, the closest thing that I can think of is the Ottawa 67s and the, and, uh, the Gatineau Olympique, right? They played their, their outdoor classic because they're so close to each other. It's like an interleague game. When they played it outdoors the one year, it was pretty awesome. To, it was pretty awesome to see. But I mean, I don't think there's anything that can really compare to that. I mean, you're playing for your country. 2017. I mean, the only thing that probably can compare to that is probably the Winter Classic. Or exactly. Classic or the stadium series. Which, which, by the way, that was uh, where the Winter Classic was held. But, yeah, exactly. Where they, they did it in the exact spots. That was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that can really compare to that. I mean, you're playing for – you're wearing the Maple Leaf on your chest or you're wearing the American flag on your chest, and you're playing outdoors in a game where, you know, it's hockey was invented outside. The first ever hockey game was played – Outdoors, with people watching, and it was a bunch of crazy Canadians getting sticks together and whacking around a puck. Well, it was actually I think I think it was a piece of rubber at the time, 
piece of rubber puck. <laughs> oh, they Either can way. Play, uh, shoot the can with the sticks. Either way. And it's just like, it's, it's super cool to just to see that. And uh, let's now, I want to cover something that's a little bit controversial and we try and stay stay away from controversial topics but this is something that people have been heckling me and asking me what do you think about a 10 team format compared to a 16 format i don't like the fact that they are bringing up a 16 format it should be 10 teams everybody gets a fair shot to represent their country because in the end it's not just about winning gold or competing it's about representing your country and think about it if they took away let's say like Slovakia, Switzerland, Austria, and Germany. That wouldn't be fun because you're just watching the same teams every single year. I see it happen. I couldn't see it at all. What are you going to do? You have 10 teams. You're going to put 10 teams into two divisions, uh, pool A, pool B, whereas six teams, what are you going to do? Have three teams in each division? Yeah, I just, it wouldn't work. It doesn't make sense. I'm all for 10 teams. I'm all for it. I'm going to say right now, I'm all for 10 teams in the world juniors. Yep, exactly. I want to like, keep the 10-team format. That's that's just the way it is. And I think the other side of that, too, is it's not fair for the countries who aren't competing or who are who are in the tournament, right? Because, again, if it was a 16 format, Germany wouldn't be there. Austria wouldn't be there. Switzerland wouldn't be there. Like, it's just it's not fair to the other teams, right, who have to, like, claw their way back in. And as you know, the U18 teams, they when, if they win the, the World Juniors, they go up to the U20s. Right, they get promoted. So I mean, it's it's going to be very tough. I mean, what are they going to do? Add seven teams in there? Like, it just it doesn't make sense. It really just doesn't make sense. Like, what are you going to do with six teams? You're going to do two divisions. Or you're going to have one division. You're, with six teams, you're most likely just going to have one division. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I I see the side of like, oh yeah, but it's not fair for these teams because they're getting canned by the other teams. They're getting canned by like Canada or Russia. Well, I mean, that's just the way you're going to have to deal with it. I mean, I know it's not fair, but optimize the schedule. So it's everybody plays everybody. Yeah. You and deal, so it's fair that way. Deal with that, but like, you got to deal with it. But like your team's there to represent their country in a way. Then exactly. I, know people, I know people from other countries and that stuff. We're even around the city. Let's say Canada. Let's just say Canada just said F it and just, well, not F it. <laughs> but let's yeah. just say Canada. Canada decided to just say, hey, we're getting rid of this team. No hockey anymore. How much do you think these fans pay their money for to go to Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver? Exactly. Virginia, the States, the Russia, all yeah. around the world to go watch their team play in either the Olympics, the World Juniors, the NHL, the OHL. They pay good money to watch these kids. I've, I've interviewed a kid. His name was Ryan O'Hara, a former Oakville Blade. He played for Team Canada East at the World Junior A Challenge. I asked him, what was it like playing for Team Canada? The first thing he said to me, it was an honor to represent my country. Exactly. About the honor that these players have that want to represent their country. And I know fans would get mad about that because they're going to be like, why, don't we, why are we playing here? You just kicked your team out. Yeah, and it's like, especially because let's say that they do get demoted, they go back down to the U18 World Championship, right? The, the U18 World Juniors. The U18 Championship doesn't get coverage. Doesn't get TV coverage. U20, that's where all the NHL prospects are. That's where it gets coverage on TSN or RDS or wherever. Sp- not not Sportsnet anymore, but, you know, they get coverage on, on networks like that. And, I mean, if they're playing in the U18 World Juniors, 
they won't get that same network coverage. So it's just like, yeah. So it's just like, what's the, what's the point, right? I mean, and you want to see people want to see their teams compete. Like that's just it. You want to see if you're a Switzerland fan. You want to see guys like Nico Heischer. You want to see guys like Noah Padnod, Roman Yossi. You want to see those guys competing, and that just won't happen if they're not in the tournament. So I think it, it'll screw over a lot of other countries. But I feel like in the end. If they went with a 10-team format, it's still going to be as fair as usual. So I think that they should keep the 10-team format, completely ditch the idea of a 16-team format. That's not happening. I, that's just a dumb idea. That's just a dumb idea. So I think that's it. That's just the way it's got to be. It's just 10 teams, no more, no less. No more. Well, maybe a little. You know what? There are some countries that... I wouldn't be opposed to doing 12 teams. Six teams in each division, yeah. You have, like... I mean, there's some players from, like, Norway... Maybe. Lithuania, for example. England Shout out to Thomas Zubers for that one. Lithuania. <laughs> Shout out to Thomas Zubers and his father. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Norway. Shout out to Fortnite. Yeah, nations like uh, like Norway, Lithuania, like those guys could, they, uh, again, I don't know how well they would do, but I think that they, they definitely could make it in. You know, like if they were to do a 12-team format, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. So I guess we'll, see, we'll have to wait and see. But I think for right now, um, stick with the 10-team format. And don't go any less than 10. Yeah, exactly. Don't go any less than 10. Because if you're going less than 10, just won't work. Yeah. Anyways. Now, before happy- we wrap up, I, th- I believe, before we wrap up, let's, uh, let's just give, we want our fans to also ask us in the comment section down below. Me and Tyler are going to ask each other this, but I'm going to ask Tyler first. Tyler, favorite world junior uh, game, moment, whatever. Oh, man. Um I, I can't pick a specific moment off the top of my head. I mean, the the one that comes to mind that I really remember is Jordan Eberle's tie-in goal in, I think it was 2009. Jordan Eberle and John Tavares, that was that was my favorite moment when they won gold that year again. Wow. That was a good... Uh, I, I mean, for me, it was probably the 2009 game too. But it's a close <laughs> second, but you're going to hate me for this. Remember when I brought up in twenty the twenty seventeen outdoor classic between Canada and the States? Yeah, that was actually my second favorite game. I'm not even lying. I enjoyed. You know what? With me, what I love, I love watching the Winter Classics, that Heritage Classic, and you probably do too. And the Stadium Series and that stuff. I know you love it. Absolutely. My favorite game of all time was the Centennial Classic between the Leafs and the Red Wings. Red Wings. I remember that game too, my man. That was an amazing game and that stuff. But. I would say just watching a national team play outdoors, such as Canada. I know they lost, but I say just watching the national game where Canada plays the States or whoever was playing was an absolute, like amazing thing to watch. I know Canada ended up losing, like I said, but it was absolutely beautiful to watch. Two nations play each other outdoors. Yeah, that was honestly probably a top five game. And I mean, yeah, even though Canada lost, I mean, it's about – it's about how they did it, right? It's not about if they won or lost. It's about the atmosphere and how they took it back to the, a classic game for when the game first started. That's what really made it special. And I feel like that was that was just... Hey, you so know what? Kind. I already know this. Brady Kachuk and probably the rest of the United States and Team Canada <laughs> all enjoyed playing outdoors. And I, I'm pretty sure they all had smiles on their face after. And you know what? And, and speaking of uh, the national team, so I think that before we wrap up, excuse me. 
I think that with the with the, the NHL's new collective bargaining agreement, it, it includes Olympic participation. So we might be able to see Brady Kachuk versus <laughs> Dylan Cousins in the Olympics. Maybe. You know I, I wish we could see Matthew Kachuk versus Brady Kachuk at a national level. Matthew Kachuk plays for the states. One of them plays for Team Canada. Oh man, oh. yeah. Honestly, because yeah, one yeah, it's 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 funny how that works because Brady was <laughs> Brady was uh, they they put him on uh, on different sides, right? Matthew was born in the U.S. Brady, <laughs> he's he he his nationality is American, but you know technically they're dual citizens. Yeah, Keith Kachuk, Canadian. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, they they both have dual citizenship, though. So think about that, because I mean, Matt's playing in Calgary, Brady's playing in Ottawa. Ottawa. And I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an entertaining season to watch for for the NHL. It's gonna be a great rest of the World Juniors. We will be back on Gold Medal Day for when whoever comes out of the tournament uh, will be playing in the gold medal. We'll be going that over that game. We'll be going over the silver medal game and well the bronze medal as well because we got to show some love. Let's do this maybe again next week again maybe. Yeah. Maybe do another recap of the games that can't, that happen. Another I agree. Yeah, stuff. Let's, we, get, we get more into detail about more games. I know we we should have covered more of the uh, the first game and the Germany game, but that we we would have been here forever. We would have been here forever talking about all sixteen goal scores and the two goal scores for Germany. We would have been talking about the amount of shots that I think the way to sum it up was. Canada had more shots than goals for both teams combined, and I'm pretty sure they had more shots than shots and goals combined for Germany shots, Germany goals, and Canadian goals. I think it just outshot them. Exactly. And with that being said, this is going to be a great game tonight. Canada's going to be focused. They're going to be on the puck. Let's see how they fare. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you can find your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Before we leave you off, before we leave you off for the next one, Cam? Why don't we leave him with a question? What was your favorite world junior moment of all time? Comment below, tag us, and we'll feature it in the next share episode. With your friends. <laughs> <laughs> share it with your friends. I, I say it out loud. Like, share it with your friends. And just remember, this will be up before. Hope we'll try to get, get this up before Canada's game tonight against Switzerland. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one.